0: We have so much football to talk about. My week hasn't been great.
1: I don't know. How's how's your week one looking? I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan and a Browns fan, so that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, not not good. It's, it's funny because both those teams did exactly what they do. The Browns always suck, and the Cowboys always find a spectacular way to lose a football game. So um, the NFL has really just – been, I just play FanDuel now. Like I, I used to get so angry at the Cowboys and Browns that I would throw shit, and now I've kind of exasperated all my energy of years and years and years of frustration, so now I'm just like, eh, it is what it is, and now I get more upset when I don't, my FanDuel team doesn't, you know, I make my 10 to $15, you know? <laughs> so I, I
0: can relate now. I, I I was known to punch things back in the high school days mm-hmm. over... College football more than the pros, and although I didn't do any damage if if i start it it is Sunday, so if I go back seven days to last Sunday yeah. when Notre Dame stuck the first knife in my back of the you know the football season had barely started it had been it been uh, on for like three or four days n f l hadn't even started yet mm-hmm. in my season, my hopes just came crashing and
1: burning to unranked, and now number 11-ranked Texas. So that yeah, was, was, that was a great I was just going to say, there is a uh, light at the end of that tunnel because what happens if Texas goes on, wins the Big 12, or they go undefeated and make the playoff? You know, that looks great under Notre Dame, that they lost, uh, what, by three points on the road. So, you know, they if they're Notre Dame, they're they're a national brand. If they win the rest of the games on their schedule, they'll be right there at the end. So
0: It was also in overtime and with a backup quarterback, but I... It, when your team doesn't have the division to right. fall back on, there's no right. division, There's no conference championship to fall back
1: on. They're Notre Dame, man. And I'm telling you right now, if they go undefeated for the rest of the way in Texas, wins the Big 12, n- depending on if there are any undefeated teams, because obviously if, like, three or four teams go undefeated, then there's no way they're getting in. But that's not going to happen because all the teams ahead of them pretty much play each other, so... You know, you have, like, a Wisconsin plays Ohio State. Ohio State plays Michigan State. They play Michigan. Like, all these teams play each other. Um, I don't know if Oklahoma's still ranked ahead of them, but Oklahoma plays Texas in the Red River rivalry. So, you're, I think you're going to have to put on your uh, your, your Texas uh, fan hat for the rest of the season, at least. So, that makes that Notre Dame loss look like a good one. Because just look about it this way. When Ohio State won the national championship, they lost to an unranked Virginia Tech. That's all I gotta say. And th- doesn't Notre Dame get Stanford this year? They they play them every year, don't they?
0: Yeah, and that's a good parallel. That's actually the same parallel we u- was used on television, or maybe it was ESPN radio, um, in reference to which team that was upset in Week One had the best chance to get back to the playoffs, and they referenced Ohio State that it was the same. It was the same. Uh, same instance. Because also Notre Dame was playing their backup quarterback against Texas.
1: Right. So, so is Malik Zaire still hurt? I think he got hurt again. No. Or I, I see he got I'm his best Tony Romo impressionation going on. I <laughs>
0: I only got to the game by the second half, okay. and so I by the time I got to watch it, Deshaun Kaiser was playing every down. I was told that they were splitting snaps in the beginning of the game. Anyway, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if Zaire just went out early or if he was trying to play through something. I, I again, I didn't get to see it, but so a, a rough one. week one. It's been a very interesting seven days. Objectively, though, a lot of exciting football. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Central Michigan I upsetting was just Oklahoma State? Ask
1: you that, man. That. End of that game is one of the most insane plays I've ever seen. Like how do you what are the chances of that happening? Less than half of a percent where you hit a Hail Mary and then you hit a lateral and you win the game? That's insane. But that play should have never even happened because the referees blew the call.
0: And that and that's the other part. That's ridiculous that (laughs) that you don't I know it's an exception part of a rule, but the fact that you don't know it is a right. little mind-blowing when that's what you're out there getting paid to do. So, it, man, if uh, it makes me want to go watch or listen to some uh, sports conspiracy theorist, somebody who wants to talk about things being rigged or right. talking about a you know, some kind of bookie scenario here, it's interesting. It just, Wow. You know,
1: I mean, I'm just so happy that that didn't happen to my team, but I'm an evil bastard. So (laughs) I just got so happy looking at all the sad pandas in the stands of all the Oklahoma (laughs) State fans crying. Like it was fantastic. Like first and foremost, they had no business being ranked. And then the game being that close against Central Michigan anyway, you know, it's not like Antonio Brown was on the freaking field. You know, there's just no excuse for that. But, you know, it's a bad call. And. They got hoes, but at the same time, you know, they shouldn't even been in that situation in the first place you should have just took care of business and you don't have to worry about the referees
0: right and that's why i want to clarify because i i I want to see some crazy whack job uh conspiracy theory video about this game being rigged because that was sort of the kind of i'm in i'm in line with you it shouldn't have mattered that they got that free play yes they got it but the hail mary hook and ladder you can't let that happen uh not when you're Especially not when you're one of the top 25 teams in the nation So it's unfortunate that they got the extra play But it it is what it is Players make mistakes out there Refs make mistakes out there They've been suspended for two games So they have been punished. Yeah. Um, It is what it is. It happens. Move on. It probably cost some people some money. But then again, like how many people were throwing down on the Oklahoma State-Central Michigan game anyway? Oklahoma State fans. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: Des Bryant. So.
0: And, you know, all those big Central (laughs) Michigan fans out there probably were hitting their bookies up. I know, And we'll cover this bread. Uh, No, I don't think that happened.
1: But, uh, you know, there's some other interesting things that happened in college football this week. Um Clemson, man, the number two. The number two team. You good? Okay. (laughs) The number two team in the country, man. They have not looked good for now two straight weeks. And. Uh, I, I really think that they are going through what Ohio State did last year is when you have so much expectations and you have Deshaun Watson, who people have claimed to be the number one overall pick next year. His, his mind and his foot's already out the door. He's, he's thinking about nothing but the NFL right now, and I think it's showing. And it's, it's sad. Not sad, but you know, Clemson's a hell of a team. They, they're this, this is the same team that rang up 40 points on a Nick Saban defense last year in the national championship, now they're struggling to score against Auburn, and who who they struggle against? This, it was some busted team that they couldn't. You know they scored what twenty points or so. Troy. Troy. Yeah. You know the fighting Demarcus Wears. That's mm-hmm. that's who they had trouble with. So you know they better be careful because it, it's it bit Ohio State last year and it could bite them this year. But they got a the ACC is looking tough too. With um, that kid down in uh, was that Louisville with Lamar Jackson. This kid, he was almost the first player in, in NCAA history to pass for 400 yards and run for 200 yards. He needed one more rushing yard, and he would have had it, but his coach pulled him. Bobby Petrino pulled him. So, but. Another
0: reason to hate Bobby Petrino is if he hasn't given us enough. Ooh, speaking of interesting things, wow.
1: Did Jimmy Garoppolo just throw an incomplete that get got deflected and he caught it and ran? Wow. Yeah. In, an,
0: in an attempt to stay completely up to date for this football episode, folks, for those of you that are uh, that are uh, tuning in, we are watching the Cardinals-Pats game live, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just completed a pass to himself for three yards. So, <laughs> um,
1: so I wonder look, if look you have him on highlight. fantasy, do you get point point three points for that? I believe
0: you would. It would have to be. I mean, oh, why, oh, what about PPR. Oh my. <laughs> what have you imagine a losing on some bullshit? Full point like that? PPR, and you just gave up what? Like, uh, you just got a couple of points out of Jimmy Garoppolo there for the reception and the two yard run, three yard run. So that's interesting. And <laughs> any other college football thing? Well, I do. I have one thing for you. Before I'm really excited, as as rough as my fantasy and NFL day in general has been, I'm uh-huh. excited to talk about it because it's been a great week. Um, With college football, how do you feel about these preseason rankings? Because I keep hearing the argument of let's not even make rankings until week four or five because these preseason rankings are dumb. They just create silly arguments. And Have you seen some of these major jumps in in the polls here? Absolutely. It sort of is making that argument. You've got people that are unranked now almost in the top ten after one win. Because you've Wisconsin. got Wisconsin blowing out, uh, or you know, p- putting the putting a throbbing on an L- a top five LSU team. But it's like, should LSU have really been a top five team? No, they haven't had a quarterback since Nam. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> it just blows my mind. Can I get? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go get in there. It just LSU is so talented at every other position. You, how do you not win the national championship when you have Jeremy Hill, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry on the same team? And it just it blows my mind. They cannot get a quarterback.
0: Has Les Miles not always had this problem? Always has he? Has he just? Is, what is it that he's looking for in a quarterback that makes every single quarterback he recruits just awful, a piece of trash? And, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're all great guys. Maybe that's all he's looking for is good <laughs> leaders, and you know they can they can have a noodle arm for all he cares. I don't understand. He is not like. They go even with the same formula. Sometimes it's runners. Sometimes it's pocket Yeah, like you go Um, from
1: the Russell Shepard or whatever. that He was the number one ranked player or athlete in in the country. And it was like, well, you're a great athlete. He put you at quarterback. And he ended up being terrible. And then you have Zach Mettenberger, you know, the statue standing back there. And it's just like you have no continuity. And they have a great offensive coordinator. And Cam Cameron, he's worked with NFL pros. And, you know, the, the excuses are just starting to run out where, you know, the guy they have now, Brandon Harris, has worked with George Whitfield, the quarterback guru. He has Cam Cameron, an ex-NFL guy. So it's not the system anymore. It's the player. They're just recruiting terrible players. Like you said, they're just like, are you a good guy? Yeah, okay, come play quarterback for me. And it blows my mind how they keep on getting receivers, elite receivers, to go there and play where they can't throw a worth a damn. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't understand it. Cause it like, let's look at Alabama, for instance. They don't they hardly ever get top flight or great quarterbacks. I mean, they sneak yeah. some guys into the NFL. I think half the time those guys go to the NFL because they were just good game managers at Alabama, and yeah. people know they can instantly, that they'll easily be at least a third stringer backup. Oh, because absolutely. Because they went to Alabama and played with a bunch of NFL talent, yeah. and all they had to do was basically do what a backup's job would be, you know, just come in and not screw things up.
1: Exactly. And, you know, they play that pro-style offense. So those guys go into the NFL ready to play in a pro-style offense where you have these top picks, which just blows my mind, how you're, you know, taking a top pick like Jared Goff, who hasn't played out in the center since high school. And if you just go look – remember, we've had this argument, like when we originally did that, where I said, name me a spread shotgun quarterback who's been successful in the NFL, and it's hard to name one, you know.
0: I have one, Alex uh, Smith. Well, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Ben
1: Roethlisberger. Okay,
0: and I, I know, like I, lucky me, have know that personal experience right. that his high school ran the spread because it's the same what high school college, that I went though? to, he, Miami University, of Miami. I I don't know if they were. They, 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 definitely weren't what I would call a pro style offense. I don't know that it was shotgun all the time, but for right. instance, he never took. He, I don't, maybe not never, but right. our our offense hadn't changed much over at Finley mm-hmm. High School. It's still to this day right. mainly, you know, eighty to ninety percent shotgun snaps. Well, so you know, a lot of kids, but again,
1: play from shotgun. But you know, again, but
0: I get what you are saying, and the, and, for, and for the one Ben Roethlisberger out there, or you know the you know Alex Smith, um, you know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers played at Cal too, but you know it was a little bit of a different system back then. So, yeah. but for and he also got to sit behind Brett Favre for a long time. But for every one or two guys you
1: find out there, there's a number of cases uh, where it doesn't Sam work. Sam and uh, Tim Tebow and you know Robert Griffin and you know this is. <clears throat> I'm just I I'm all for if you're gonna play in a pro style you know NFL system, you need to play in a pro style college system to be a successful quarterback it that's not always the case but you know it's just these probably well, more so just the primarily shotgun you know guys that's like I don't think that uh we're gonna jump ship here but um JT Barrett for example I do not think and you know me I'm an Ohio State guy I love Ohio State but I don't think JT Barrett's gonna be a good uh, NFL quarterback
0: Right, well, okay, let's use Ohio State as a reference as well because their most two recent successful quarterbacks are in the NFL's wide receivers now. So (laughs) even Ohio State, okay, so they're not generating NFL-level talent at the quarterback position. They're just not. Um, Troy Smith is the best example of somebody who had even really relative Ohio State success in the NFL, and his was not very long-lived. And so, but again, they're getting out there, they're winning championships, and they're doing things offensively with the ball. How is it that LSU seems to be the one school out there? Like, even look at at Georgia. Georgia is the perennial just, like, let down, you know. They're what Clemson used to be now. It feels that way for me, for Georgia now, where it's like you always look up. Again, another argument I will use, to go back to my original point, to get rid of the preseason Mm-hmm. Polls, you know, I don't know if it's three weeks, five weeks, whatever. Just have them play a few games before I, you put a top twenty-five out there, because you know, like Ian, But even Georgia, they've got NFL. You know, look at Stafford today. Yeah, you know, they they they've they've managed to Murray, get some talent. He's
1: on a rest, roster. Yeah, I mean, they have, I I agree. But um, getting back to your the original college football point of, I I one hundred percent agree with you that these AP preseason polls, which especially now where we have the playoff system, where the AP doesn't matter once the playoff poll comes out so why do we keep on doing this and that's how I believe the SEC got a lot of their hype and a lot of their I, I think that they were biased in the polls where you had so many SEC teams ranked so highly where if they beat up on each other if you you know suppose number 10 beat number five they're jumping up to number four for number five and then number four or five only drops down you know, to six or seven, so they they have their elite teams, like, don't get me wrong, they had some damn good teams that won the national championship, but at the same time, it's easier for them to do that when you have so many teams ranked so highly in the beginning, and then a lot of them play soft, out-of-conference schedules, so they're beating up on, you know, Little Sisters of the Poor, and then once they get into conference play, you know, they're just beating up on each other, so...
0: Well, right, and it's and and uh, another argument I'll make against these because one thing I want to say uh, about what you said was as far as those playoff polls as well, mm-hmm. I think those come out way too early. It kinda, it sort of does the same thing right. that that what you know well, exactly they what they come you're out
1: saying. At like week eight or so, and there's only twelve weeks in the season.
0: Oh, f- fair enough. Okay, man. <laughs> but as I still, you know. W- would just save it i th- the one thing that is good for is just generating this this dialogue right. um because what ultimately matters th- the week 8 playoff poll doesn't mean anything I, nothing but the last one right. matters so right. you could make the argument in theory that any week before the last one it is right. too early you know maybe you do i'm saying you know maybe you save it for a week like imagine how big of an event it would be if it was the week before conference championships right was the first time the playoff bracket came out, and right. that the whole season it was just under question right. and instead, what happens is we just get massive scrutiny of these guys for for flopping back and forth where it's like, well, you're asking them to put these rankings out a lot can happen in four weeks right. or yeah, and stuff I, like that I agree. so you know. um, and then the system gets put under the microscope instead of just you know the people in the system that, that you know.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of how they do it. Period. You know, I don't think any time in the near future they'll do this. How do you feel about having just an 18 playoff where the Power Five conferences gets an automatic bid? And then, you know, that would I don't know if you're a Notre Dame traditional traditionalist, but, you know, that would kind of force them to join a conference or, you know, you can have your so you have your five power five conference winners and then you have two at large teams and then, you know, one for the independent. If Notre Dame, you know, they go undefeated or they have one loss, it's kind of like it's kind of like how they do in the NCAA basketball where you have a committee do that, you know, where if you win your tournament, you're an automatic bid, right? Like, if you win the Big Ten tournament, SEC tournament, you're an automatic bid. Then you have the committee, like, vote on who should be the at-large teams. I think that would work pretty well in, in college football, which... You know, that could you imagine that, man? Could you imagine the money they'd make with an eighteen playoff you'd get to see just I, I I know that that's a lot of extra games for college kids, but you know, wouldn't they care about college kids anyways?
0: You but know? all yeah, and then also in I think in general, if you look just if you just look at the money it may end up coming out in the wash, but it may lose money because what you end up having to do in that scenario is you have to Shorten the NCAA regular season potentially yeah, by happening. at least a week, and exa- and you're right, exactly, and that's not happening because then I think no matter how popular these playoffs are, I think in general when you have 120 mm-hmm. entities that play div- Division One football, mm-hmm. there's no way. I don't think you can match that revenue with but, a but couple extra playoff games, though, but man, you, you probably could. Worth yeah,
1: billions, man. Billions. I mean, and, and you know what? I think the only way this would ever happen is if call me crazy, but what if the NCAA, like the schools, just drop them? They become a just a pseudo, uh, uh, what uh, like a amateur league for the NFL? Kind of like you know, there's no more NCAA. All these schools get together and say we're gonna drop the NCAA, and they just become a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a a semi-pro league and you just start oh, Like a minor, lead, developmental minor league, developmental league or, league, or yeah. a minor um, league, yeah. Yeah, like a minor leagues for the NFL. I mean, I, it, it sounds crazy, but, you know, I I think one day that could happen, and then maybe these players can start getting paid, and we can get my NCAA football back, because that was the only sports game I played. Catch that, Ket- John Brown. Oh. Yeah.
0: So the uh, new little update for those of you listening on Sunday night not near a TV. The Pats are up 17-7 on the Cardinals. A uh, bit of a offensive struggle here going back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, with back, back to our our NCAA talk and in you, your question about the the playoffs. Uh I I would love an 18 playoff would be good. Uh, I I like that idea of a Power 5. I'm not a traditionalist in the sense of uh, Notre Dame. I it depends on the scenario. You every year you're going to either be able to make an argument that you're gonna you can find a team at least one team that benefits from having their conference championship, and then one team that's going to not benefit because there's usually at least one upset in a conference championship game. So there, boom, there's your two examples right there every mm-hmm. year of oh, wow, now, see, this team gets to be in the playoffs or, you know, back when they had the BCS, mm-hmm. it would be a big one, you know, like where you'd lose a national title contender and then have a two-loss team or a three-loss team in the Fiesta Bowl messing, messing things up for everybody. Right. Uh, you don't necessarily have that as much anymore. But, and also there are times where you've seen just the fact, that you know, two e- equal, equally matched teams going in, but... Uh, You know, in that four or five region, but then one team has a bye week and the other team wins a conference championship game. And who do you think is going to go to the playoffs? And it's, it's not even necessarily because one team's better. So I, I, I like that idea. I like the, I would own honestly. And this would in an ideal world, and this will never happen. I wish it would. I wish it was sixteen, or not. Maybe not. Maybe let's do ten. Let's Mm -hmm. let's call it ten, and two teams get a bye. Because sixteen, I realize is just that's too many extra games and too many, yeah. But that's what I would, something like that. I would like to see. So you get your Power Five, and then you get a top five of the independents or something like that. But you're, you know, you've got. Let's say if there are two undefeateds, you know, they're get, they're getting buys or right. something like that.
1: And, and a lot of people, you know, with their the the haters of the you know ten to twelve to sixteen team format says it devalues the regular season. And I think not at all. I mean, look at the NFL regular season; they're it's still just as popular as ever. And every game really matters if you think about it in the NFL, because it's at so many. That's so many times it comes down to a game here or there that decides the playoffs and not. So, you know, I, I don't think it would t- devalue the regular season whatsoever. You, you win your conference, you know.
0: What What I would say to argue that is uh, outside of the SEC. How many conferences have more than two teams that are ever a top 10 threat in the same year to kind of ar- to, to argue, to, I mean, I agree with you is what I'm saying. Yeah, essentially, none, really um, you, you don't, you don't see it very often. You see it in the sec almost every year. But again, I think that's because the, the preseason polls are junk sometimes. Right. Uh, and then what happens is the sec always ends up looking good uh, even when, even during their down years, they appear to be great because they'll end up with four or five teams sprinkled in that top twenty-five, and because of their preseason ranking, they then stay highly ranked. Even right. when they're, you'll see a uh, number twenty-two ranked LSU team that's three and two, and you're like, "How is a three and two team, right. top twenty-five team in the nation? Like, come on, this is ridiculous."
1: Right, I, I agree, man. Uh,
0: so, uh, yeah. It, I don't, I, and I, I agree that it's not, uh, yeah, it's not devaluing it, in my opinion. But again, I also am a realist, and I know that there's no way you could get all these teams to agree, yeah. all these schools to agree to lose that money. Logistically. Yeah, the only, yeah, it's the a only way to do it is to hope the check is big enough to, to and then you're paying everybody, essentially. Right. And then everybody gets paid for the playoffs every year, no matter what. And then there's always going to be some issues there.
1: I, I, You know what, though? I do think we're going to see the playoff expanded. Um, maybe not. In you know, in the next five years or so, but I, I bet it will be coming at some point. Yeah,
0: I m- m- probably uh, This sport has progressed. College football hasn't been around that long as far as history goes, and it's it's seen a lot of change in how it you know h- how it decides its champion. Right, we used to not have any of this.
1: Yeah, it used to just be a a poll at the end of the season yeah. decided. And that was I I can't I. That would be the most frustrating thing ever. So I'm, I'm glad we are where we are right now. But obviously it can get better in a, an update. It's a fumble! Garrett Blunt got punched in the face. He got the blunt punched in the face this time instead of hitting some poor guy. <laughs>
0: Sloppy game right yeah. now going on Sunday night between Arizona and the Pats. The... The bare bones of the Pats, really. It's not not a full squad they have yeah, out there. But they have a 10-point lead still, but this this is just kind of sloppy. Uh, a close game, an exciting game. They've all been pretty exciting this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, speak, speak, Well, to start off the NFL, I hate the goddamn Patriots because they could throw me at quarterback and you at running back and Lou at receiver. And we'll still find a way to win the game because freaking Bill Belichick is a freaking magician. You know, he, he seriously, he could have Jay Cutler as his quarterback and win the freaking Super Bowl. And that's unheard of. And you know how much I hate Jay fucking Cutler. <laughs> but the, that dude, it's the system is just flawless, man. It's just plug and play, plug and play, plug and play. And they're still good. And that's I wish my teams had that but also my teams don't have Bill Belichick. so. And there were people, so that,
0: to, to speak to what you're saying, there were people on the radio yesterday when it, when it was announced that Gronk was going to be sat this week that were accusing Bill Belichick of, quote, knowing he had no chance to win this game and kind of quitting by, by not having Gronk play through a hamstring injury and just giving him an extra week off to heal. So yeah, that's complete bullshit. And, and what what the reality is is that he just realizes that he can beat this team. That he has a game plan for every every team in the league and that there's going to be a way to to win and I'm just kind of surprised by this defense. That's what yeah. both both teams have been sloppy. I mean, New England has been sloppier. They've they've been worse with the football. But Arizona offense just has been a little bit stagnant at the moment. They have good field position.
1: And it just blows my mind. Like, where do the Patriots get these guys from? Jabal Sheard was an absolute afterthought. Clown saw ooh Larry Sauce for the Browns didn't do anything. He goes to New England his first year. He has eight sacks. He's the in the lose. backfield every play. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's it, unbelievable what they do. What players do. What What do they put in their damn
0: Gatorade? I think it's New the England. coaching staff, man. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason all of those coaches end up getting head coaching jobs whenever they decide to leave. Yeah, and then some of those guys like Josh McDaniel, have come back. So yeah. you've got guys who are former head coaches uh, just being coordinators on your staff. I think it, I think it's the great leadership. You have they do have a lot of random players, but they have veterans who have been there for a long time who know it, who can show other guys. Uh, look at Legarrette Blunt, for instance, who who cannot get it done anywhere but New England. Yeah. Every time he comes to New England, he does a good job. Yeah. He fails everywhere else. Yeah. It's it's odd.
1: And I'm so envious of New England, man. They're they're so good, but I'm dumb blowing smoke up their ass. Um let's get to our demise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um we'll we'll start off with our teams and then we will uh go around to what well, happened in the rest of the NFL today.
0: Yeah, well, I actually I want to start because in honor of of Lou who is not with us tonight? Um, who I gave a shout out to the first time around. We had a, we had a little uh, technical, re- technical difficulty, difficulty earlier. So Lou, if you've if you've held on this long, brother, I I apologize for the late love. But uh, Lou is getting a much deserved night off tonight, and he'll be back later this week with another episode for us. But Lou's Bengals and Sean's Raiders. I want to talk about that a little. You know, get. Get our get our other crew members squads out of the way. They both had some really exciting finishes. The Bengals beat the Jets at home on this uh, very important day for New Yorkers. They kind of the Bengals kind of peed in New York's Cheerios today. You know, he kind of.
1: <laughs> I saw it was close. You know, I was working all day, so I was watching some of the games from like you know that that updates on ESPN. Yes. So you're gonna have to fill me in here, man.
0: Well, I had a, a lot of a lot of radio listening. I had a long drive home today and I ended up taking it around the one o'clock hour so I, most of the first games I listened to the majority of I had four of them on rotation in the car uh, caught some highlights but so the Raiders won a crazy game against the Saints in which they went for two and converted on a fade to Crabtree Mr. Krabs. Yeah, so the, the Raiders, everybody's trendy pick for the AFC West, but why not? Won their game. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why not. Because the Chiefs also won their game against the Chargers, a game that looked where they looked just out of sorts. Their defense is banged up right now. They're missing a lot of that defense. They came back from 21 down, I did and see that. Alex Smith threw for 363 yards, threw for two <laughs> touchdowns, and ran for one. Uh, granted, against the Chargers, before you say it, I know you're right.
1: <laughs> Weren't you just clowning on him a couple of weeks ago that I, he's the most average quarterback? That's, that's why I <laughs> brought
0: it up, because yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe this number one overall pick finally, what, like 13 I years later, is living up to his true potential man Alex Smith will he finally be the greatest ever
1: uh, who knows and of course of course you know another guy made a freaking ton tongue depressors in saran wrap is Jamal Charles man that guy gets hurt stepping off the bus so and <laughs> Spencer Ware and Sarcantric West seems like a pretty good you know tandem imagine what they can do if Jamal Charles is actually healthy Spen-
0: yeah Spencer Spencer had a good day the Chiefs again when they get that defense back uh, there's the Chargers offense Looked pretty good today. They might be out of Keenan Allen though, again? and yeah, again, it could it could be major. It might it it looks like a knee. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever oh, you see a player in the NFL take his helmet off while he's on the field and and, and reach big. for that knee, it's usually not a good sign that he's playing next week. So, so can
1: so. Jamal Charles, Keenan Allen, and Tony Romo just you know I don't know go to and just quit football or? Go play golf or something, because these dudes cannot stay on the field, man. There needs to
0: be a Tuesday night flag football league for <laughs> all the athletes that just...
1: That just can't do it. Yeah. Well, they would still find a way to get hurt, let's be honest.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Teddy Bridgewater, can he can't play. Uh, he can't play flag football, not if it's on turf. He can't even walk. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, I mean, his was a non-contact injury. That's yeah. his, You know, that's like when you hear stories about... Uh, Jerry Hughes busting his skull falling down the steps you know it's like you you hear an injury about a guy in training camp you think he got hurt in practice you're like no he tripped on a dog bone walking down the steps and fractured his skull and it's like man that's some bad luck but you know Teddy Bridgewater is out there in shorts and tears his ACL you know that's that's crazy that's unfortunate it's just some bad luck
1: and then and then Minnesota just gambles their future on Sam freaking Bradford. And that's, that is isn't
0: that bonkers what they gave up? What a first round pick and a
1: fourth. They, it could potentially be a, th- a th- I think a second or third. So they got trade raped. Like Philadelphia got trade raped them. I mean, they gave up all those picks to the Browns to go ahead and get Carson Wentz, and then they just trade rape the Vikings and get their picks back. It just it baffles me why would you do that when you know he may not even be the starter next year i know they said teddy bridgewater might not it might take a year for him to just get back in running again but why would you come on man
0: so he's not only unfortunate in the injury itself but he seems like he's gonna have a longer recovery time than even a normal and Leg so, injury. Would,
1: would you give up a first and a, a potentially second or third? Not for Sam Bradford. For Sam Bradford.
0: You couldn't get away with this in Madden. No. <laughs> okay, that's what blows my mind. If you were playing a video game right now, you would not have been able to pull off the trade that the Eagles pulled off. And then to to even double down on it, Carson Wentz goes out, and yes, before you correct me, although it's your Browns, so you might not have corrected me, but you, the listener, I know it was against the Browns, okay? God, so I'm so not claiming, I'm so not trying to put Carson Wentz on any kind of pedestal here. Uh, but
1: it's, They're still an NFL team.
0: Still an NFL team, still a pretty good first game um still looked better out there than than Bradford to me I, I, I guess I shouldn't say better I man because eh, I didn't get to see all I got to see of course was the highlights of that game so naturally he looks better than Bradford okay. when you only see the highlights I mean, he
1: looked better than Dak Prescott and all the hype was around Dak Prescott about my other team Dak Prescott cool. I mean it just looked like he was either Jason Witten or an incomplete pass
0: Well, then there's that completed one to Terrence Williams, which that is something we might as well get over with. Might as well rip that Band-Aid off now.
1: (laughs) That is Dallas Cowboys football.
0: Those listening who haven't seen the end of the Cowboys-Giants game, uh, the Cowboys had the ball, I think, around the Giants 40 and were attempting to get into field goal range. There was 12 seconds left. Dak Prescott connects with Terrence Williams out toward the flats on the right side. Terrence catches, has an opportunity to get to the sideline and get out of bounds, but chooses instead to cut up field, tries to juke a defender. And then when he even when he knows he's going down instead of attempting, you know, he now he at this point, he was probably a good two yards from the sideline anyway. So don't get me wrong. He could not have made it out to the sideline. But even when he got tackled, he went further in. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he tried to slide the tackle, he went for that extra yard and like dove in between the two tacklers and went That's towards right. the yeah. inside of the field. And then yeah. uh, as they were snapping the ball to spike for that last second play. So you go from a situation where the guy should have been out of bounds with eight or nine seconds left, providing you it probably two one more snaps, more snaps. Yeah, at least yeah. guaranteed one more
1: and then keep and a field goal if you get any yardage if you
0: get enough yeah because at that completion they probably were in the mid-30s range so one more seven to nine yard out route and you're in Dan Bailey's field goal range and you've given yourself a chance to win and this but, is a seasoned vet who got a lot of time with yeah. Des Bryant out last year guy they heavily rely on how uh we're all human we make mistakes but that is sad to see that and it you know what I was saying to you before we went on air, if Tony Romo had, if this had happened while Romo was playing, he would have been blamed for oh, this absolutely. loss. Absolutely. Tony um, Romo gets ripped on. And know? hopefully Dak Prescott does not get, like, he, he, I know you said he didn't play a great game, but also let's keep in mind. This was his first ever NFL start with an NFL rookie running back starting yeah. first oh. time. So you got to think about miscommunication errors, how well yeah, they absolutely. may or may not know, you know the language. Like he, I thought these guys did a good job.
1: I, oh, okay. Let me re- let me retract. I'm not killing Dak Prescott because one, you know, I, as a Cowboy fan. Yes, see, earlier you said the Browns are my team. They are. They're my second team, but my first team is the Cowboys. Um it's our our team is predicated on the run game, right? But that run game only works when you have Tony Romo in the game. Yes, we still chewed up pretty good yardage last year, but at least with the threat of Tony Romo, they have to stay honest that you have Terrence Williams, you have Des Bryant. It keeps you honest. But when you don't have it, they just stack the box. And I don't care how good your offense is. Our offensive line is very good, but when they know it's coming, it's easier to stop. So Ezekiel had, what, 20 carries for 50 yards? It was a rough day. That's a bad day because there is no imagination in their offense because (sighs) I hate Jason Garrett. I don't know who I hate more, Jay Cutler or Jason Garrett. Like, they both are just terrible at what they do. This guy should have been fired years ago. It's just, come on. If I'm a guy sitting in your your makeshift studio (laughs) on this podcast, I can see it. These guys are NFL head coaches, NFL quarterbacks, whatnot. How can you not see this? How can you not make some kind of change in your offense to make it better, to be less predictable? Well,
0: what's, what, what's the change then? Because I would think, now, to play devil's advocate here, because I, I don't care either way, aside from the fact that I have Zeke in two fantasy leagues, uh, I as a non Cowboys fan. Um you kind of they say you love them or you hate them. Right. I'm just sort of indifferent. But what what do you think the solution they, is because the people the counterpoint is well Romo's been out now for 2 years in a row so that the offense the last time it was healthy if you think about that Yeah, they won 14 game, not only, games. Not only not only did they win 12 games, they were had an uh, had a historic NFL season. I mean, I, th- I believe it was the only time in history where what Romo, I don't know if he led in passing yards, but he, I forget it was something that Romo led in a major. I heard this stat today. I think it was his actually. QBR it was the mind.
1: highest. Like he had a very high QBR, but I'm telling you that works when you have Tony Romo.
0: Well, okay, well that's yeah, okay. So it may not be that this, so my argument is that the system may not be broken. They're, they've been missing pieces. Last year, they were missing Romo and Des, who also was the third part of that. So you had Demarco Murray lead the league in rushing. Des Bryant, I believe, led the league in reception receiving touchdowns. touchdowns. He did. Yeah, and then you had Romo putting up. So they they led in every major category. Right. So the offense has worked before.
1: It's the, the those players are just you know, those players are just that good. You know, the players made that. It's not like New England where you can just plug and play. And anybody will get the job done. Um, when you have a rookie quarterback, here's what the Cowboys do. They run the ball every single time on first down. Every time. They're running the ball. Don't change it. If you watch Cowboys game, 90% of the time on first down, they run the ball. And then you, put, you set yourself up for second and nine, second and eight, second and seven. And then there, obviously, it's passing down so you can get closer. You know, When you have a Tony Romo, you can get away with that because he is good enough to get you out of that and make a big throw on third down. When you have a rookie quarterback, what is a rookie quarterback's best friend? The tight end in the run game, right? Yes. So we they knew they knew that Jason Jason Witten was gonna get a lot of catches. You know, they knew where he was going to go to. Des Bryant, I didn't actually see the game. But I was watching it on my phone, and honestly, incomplete plastic to Jason Witten. Completion of Jason Witten. I'm like, is there? Because well, rookie quarterbacks do not like throwing to outside receivers for some reason, you know, because it's, a safety blanket is a tight end, and the, and the running back and checkdowns and stuff. Uh, you know, it's just, for me, I think they should just be less predictable. Now, I'm not saying change your whole offense, spread it out there, go Patriots style. I'm just talking about the predictability of the play calling. It's terrible, you know. You, they need to change something.
0: Well, what I think they need to do is watch some uh, some Seahawks game footage, some film tape. Uh, maybe there's probably something they could learn from the Bills' offense. I mean, they what they have now is a new dynamic that they're going to be working with for at least the next few weeks. And while you don't necessarily want to change up the whole playbook, in the instance that Tony Romo can come back healthy, you want to go ahead go back to the offense right. that he knows that works well for him. But you have a good running back and a mobile quarterback now, and you have a running back who is familiar with taking plays and making big running plays out of the shotgun. It is much more difficult to do in the NFL, and I don't suggest it a lot but you know work in a pistol formation or right. something start working some play action start whirling, working 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 some bootleg get him out to where yeah maybe he's still throwing in the flats but it's a slot receiver that's on a that's on a slant route that he's dumping it off to so he's starting to get that rapport and get that confidence built right. with his men on the outside uh, so I, I agree with you I, that you know th- there are new things that they can try to do to open things up for them and whether it, and and using that sort of pass-run option with those two is, I think, a good way to do it while you're still waiting for Dak to get comfortable enough to start testing the waters on the outside.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, like I said, I have no qualms with Dak. I think he did as best as he could for his first start, especially being a fourth-round pick where, you know, they say that you know, his talent level, granted, he could be play much better than a fourth-round pick, but they weren't expecting him to be their starter week one. They, I don't even know. if They were expecting him to be their second string because their second string, Kellen Moore, got hurt in the preseason or even before the preseason started. So, you know, Dak did admirably. Um, tough day for Zeke, but you know, it's just it's the it's the Cowboys, same old song, man. They they're winning the game, and then you know we'd even get to the defense, who just they always collapse in the fourth quarter for some reason. They'll stay strong through three quarters. As soon as the fourth quarter rolls around, I don't know if they get tired, is their conditioning bad, but they give up touchdowns, not field goals. Touchdowns, it happens. It Happened every game, every loss last year. Besides the couple they got blown out, and it's happened, it's bit him in the butt in the past. And that's just that's who the Cowboys are. Just like how the who the Browns are, they suck.
0: I got snake bit by not playing Eli Manning in fantasy this week. Had him on my bench for popping Bortles. Um, really expected some big things from Blake Bortles. Uh, it's not like he had a terrible day, but he missed out on those three Eli Manning touchdowns. Rough rough weekend in general for me. My, the Colts had a great comeback against the Lions at home. Andrew Luck leads a touchdown drive with 34 seconds left. And the defense opens up that umbrella and Stafford connects on multiple big passes and they kick a 43 yard field goal to win the game. Fantasy has been rough. I gotta tell you, man, it's been I think my twenty six foot twenty sixteen football season is cursed already. I've been put on auto draft in all three of my fantasy leagues at this point to terrible repercussions. I have a fourteen team league where you have to play three wide receivers, uh-huh. so that instantly kind of tells you how difficult it is to to get a deep roster. Right. Well. I lose my internet connection for about a good 35, 45 minutes. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you. This is the first time it's happened to me. After filling my necessary starting lineup spots, it then started, uh, because I had already had some players on my bench, thank God. Mm Mm-hmm. It drafted. Uh, long story short, I was auto picked three kickers. How when I came back, happen? they there were two kickers on my bench, and I don't know how ESPN did that to me, but I'm you know, I'm thinking about a suit here. I'm thinking about a lawsuit because I pay money to play in this fantasy league, and the way I see it, ESPN has just rigged me. Out. Like they just boned me out of that money. Uh, granted, I lost the internet, but what the, t- you're supposed to take the best available. I should have had a player queue up for. The for the emergency, but it was late in the draft. Yahoo,
1: bro. Get off that ESPN crap. Every man.
0: league that I'm in, the commissioner does it on ESPN. So it's like I'm not trying to add another thing. I'm thinking about cutting one of my three leagues out for next year. Yeah, going down to two, on, simplifying things. Hate,
1: it's so much better than ESPN. I hate ESPN. I won't do it. I mean, I drafted with my family on ESPN. I'll tell you how much I don't care. I didn't even set my roster this week, knowing that I didn't set my roster. I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care. But, um, Yeah, you need to get on Yahoo, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough out here. Rough, rough fantasy week. Uh, after after the games go tomorrow, we'll see if there's any update. Uh, I will be sure to sure to be posting about that. I'm gonna gonna give some fantasy updates on on this terrible season because for the first time, I'm doing an au- I did an auction draft this year, and it's actually so this was interesting. There's 33 roster spots. What? Yeah, I had to draft on top of starting two quarterbacks, two receivers, two running backs and a flex, you draft three you start three linebackers, two defensive linemen, two defensive linemen, uh two defensive backs, a kicker, a punter, and a head coach. You get points you get points based on I think win margin. So if you lose you get no points, but and then if you win you get a certain amount of points for the win and then how many people, that, you know. I've never even heard of. And it's it. crazy. And it was an auction draft. And so, you know, the strategy is you run the price up on items you don't want, and you get people to spend money, so you have money then to buy a lot of other good players at a high. You can outbid people, right. and you can. So it backfires because I was trying to run the price up on Zeke. Everybody in the draft rooms is an Ohio State fan, and I don't expect a huge year from Zeke. Um, my other horror story—I'll tell you how I got him in two of three leagues, thanks to. Uh, well, here's one. I'm trying to run up the draft price on him. At, uh, he's projected seventy-four dollars. It's at sixty-seven. I bid sixty-eight, and it stops. Mm-hmm. I get stuck with Zeke as my first purchase, <laughs> and then I end up again booted <laughs> off the internet for about forty-five minutes. So the more of the story is, I need to fix. I need to. I need to pay for some more internet here soon, um, <laughs> but uh, I need an upgrade. But um, so I get put on auto bid, um, and by the time I get back on the internet, all of the expensive players are off the board. So I come back into the auction with $130 left. Everyone else is down to like 30 mm-hmm. but the most expensive player on the board is worth $7. Oh, my And we're day. talking like, okay, for in- to have a, a weight on this, Antonio Brown was the most expensive at $80 projected. Uh-huh. So when you're down to only $7 players, there's really not much to do. So after 4 hours of being in an auction draft and only having I think 12 of the 33 required spots, I quit, put it on auto bid, and that's the one of 3 leagues in which I actually won today. Wow. Um la- last horror story, I uh 12 team keeper league, I I drafted Todd Gurley in the 5th round last year. Mhm. So I got him as a keeper uh couldn't get my I think I had to go pick Lou up for something and I was trying to draft on my phone and I lost connection and I was on auto draft in rounds one and two and mm-hmm. it picked Zeke and Gronk. Oh were my first first of all I don't know how I got Gronk on auto pick in the second round. Right. But
1: uh yeah. So it's just hey, been a bad luck. I, I have um some advice for you. What's that? FanDuel bro. Well, I, my <laughs> I thought I thought it was gonna be get get new internet no, <laughs> or get new internet. Yeah. Uh, um, what, are or, you, what are you running? Wow, <laughs>
0: it's it's uh, aim. What the hell is that? You know, um you are talking about we, like AOL? Yeah, yeah. We have a landline. Dun,
1: dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That shit. Oh my yep. god. That 56k it's, modem. Yeah, modem it's
0: modem? on. It's on Netscape.
1: Netscape. Oh my god.
0: If you guys are interested in in doing a fantasy league with me, you can hit me up at dirty dog at hotmail <laughs> 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 oh dude you
1: got to do it you got to do the shout out before you forget
0: the dirty dog what the what shout out
1: your uh your twitter handle you said you're gonna shout out
0: oh yeah don't forget you can follow me on my, you can follow us at bad dinner guests or you can follow my personal twitter at, at my boy kev i think I, that, that's that's a little fun thing i did today to make myself happy as the colts were getting beat by the
1: lions yeah it's a It's all right, man. Besides, you know, Lou and Sean are very happy. Me and you are, you know, we're licking our wounds today. But, um, dang, man. Uh, So, about my fantasy team, I'm playing my buddy, and we've been talking shit all week long. And this dude trolls me, so my team name is Over the Pants Hand Job, right? Oh, I like that. And he wants to troll me, and he said it wrong, so his team name is Over the Hands Pan Job. And we've just been talking so much shit. All he just made a
0: week. mock of your name.
1: That's what he did. He's like, you have a stupid name, so I'm gonna make a mock of it. I'm like, okay, I can't. Oh, wait.
0: just for this week? That's what he did? Or? Yeah, he's gonna oh. change
1: it next week. But um, that's funny. he, we were watching the Thursday night game together, and I have Cam Newton. And in the first mm. half, you should have seen me where the, I have the Panthers defense. Cam Newton, Panthers defense were like throwing a shutout. Had two turnovers. Cam Newton had a passing touchdown and I think a rushing one. And I'm all up in his face, right? and then the second half happened. I don't think he scored another point, but um
0: yeah, that was a rough second half. Uh so speaking of good fantasy names, mm-hmm. I've got so one team, my 33 t- roster. I don't have a name for it yet, but I want to get your feedback on. So one of these I'm not I'm not sold on yet. I think I might change it. But admittedly, I took this one from a uh a name generator. It's. Mm. Mul- I've got multiple gorgasms in my twelve team.
1: <laughs> multiple
0: gorgasms. I was trying to pick out of a player that I have Frank Gore in the flex. You know, I don't know too yeah. many people that name their flex player after. That's their actually team, a good one. And then my favorite right now uh, is Captain America, Colin, Colin style. Colin style, yeah, nice, yeah, so <laughs> nice, yeah. But um, I, I actually like over the pants hand jobs. See, last year I had a team that was called off constantly, uh-huh. so that way, if you won and somebody who in the league and you, like you didn't know who I was, they'd be like, "Oh, how'd fantasy go last week?" You'd be like, "Oh yeah, I beat off constantly." Right, yeah. I beat off. <laughs> 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 I didn't I really like ask that. about that, man. But <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> like every year I
1: have two teams, and I have one like you know maybe some innuendo team, and then I have like a player that I like, and you know like the turned down for Watt, like J.J. Watt. That, that was uh, a buddy of mine's team name a couple years ago. So mine this year is Netflix and Cam.
0: Uh, Nice. Uh, <laughs> Alright, Netflix and Cam. Speaking of Watt, a shout out to uh, my friend Danielle who had the best J.J. Watt. Her fantasy football team last year was Watt Me Whip Watt Me J.J. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: She, no, seriously, she wins. She yeah. won. Well, you she, should,
0: yeah. You won give, her, give her some love on Facebook. She, you know her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She. That. That's my favorite still to this day. Uh, fantasy football team name I've ever heard.
1: Wha- um, watch me. Wat me whip. Watch me JJ. Watch me whip. Watch me JJ. That's yeah. Fantastic.
0: Best one I've ever heard. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well. Uh, On that note, we've got the you know the Cardinals are making a comeback. It's the fourth quarter. It's 2014. I've got to get headed out here. I'm gonna have to go to bed after this game. Boo. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, I make it through the game. But
1: DeJean, anything else uh, NFL-wise that? I mean, we didn't get to cover it, but it's okay. I just appreciate you. I know you're sleepy and you gotta wake up in the morning, but. uh I just appreciate you getting on here and letting us do a little bit of talking. Yeah, man. no,
0: I mean, yeah, if you've got something
1: else you want to you wanna cover quickly, you know, by all means. Oh, no, I mean, ooh, besides our teams and our buddies' teams, I don't really care about the rest of the NFL. I mean, and we talked about fantasy, so. Oh,
0: that's right. I cut you off on your fantasy, dude. No, you finish that first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. That, I did do that, and I apologize. Oh, no, you're okay. I apologize to the listeners so, as well.
1: as I look at it right now, I had Cam Newton... Des Bryant got me 1.3 points, and he was my first overall pick. Granted, that was before the Tony Romo injury. Uh, But A.J. Green, as much as I hate the Bengals and A.J. Green, I I had to take him. He got 30. Uh, My running backs are – dude, my running backs are ass, bro. I have Jeremy Langford and Frank Gore as my starters. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but Langford came in with 13 points. Gore had 10. Uh, T.J. Yeldon's my flex. He got 15. Connor Barth is my kicker, got two, Carolina's defense. The good thing is, though, um, I'm up by two points, but here's the kick. He has David Johnson going right now in the Cardinals' defense. And Ooh. and he has the Rams' defense going tomorrow, but I have Jordan Reed, so it's going to be a close finish.
0: Well, you better hope Jimmy Grapp starts con- connecting on passes to oh, somebody that's besides why I've been looking Every time the <laughs> Patriots
1: score, I'm like, fuck you.
0: Yep, but it's just been field goals here lately. Yeah, so you're having a little better luck than than I am. I can do. I can actually do you one better in the running back department for uh, crap. I uh, I have I had to start Duke Johnson in a league this week. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, you know that's when it's rough out here. Yeah, that's when it's rough as the streets. But do you just have the one team this year?
1: Uh, it's the one team that I set my lineup for because okay. I told you the rest of my teams are on ESPN. Gotcha. and i don't really care so uh I, I i'm a i'm an avid fan duel player so i just blew 50 bucks today unfortunately <laughs>
0: hey well i like i love having you on and hopefully we'll get so you know we're probably going to get uh someone from yeah. fan duel to talk to us you about an ad sense or you something know, <laughs> you know we should
1: start doing we should start maybe trying to do like a fantasy um if if we can remember or get the time to Maybe throw out a little fantasy podcast out there of like before Sunday of who do you like, who do you hate, um, and then also who do you like on Fanduel and DraftKings because that's really where the fantasy is going to with this DFS. So I, I I don't even research who to play in my yearly leagues anymore. And is that David Johnson? That's not good for you, no, David Johnson with the long run. Okay, I, I need to stop watching football. I'm just getting frustrated. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I I look at a lot of who to play on Fanduel. So you know, maybe if we can get some time. We can, uh, or at least you guys down here can do it. You know, uh, no, uh, hey, and we, I'll be listening to that shit. So.
0: Let's 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 work on that. We'll try to make that happen. Uh, we, Lou is playing fantasy this year. We've got so we'll we'll have a bunch of different. Things to look into. So we'll we'll let you guys know when we come up with a with a way to do that, and we'll you know we can have people tweet us Kev's questions
1: at Yacht Club Kev or at Dirty Dog Massings <laughs> Fantasy Roadshow.
0: Yeah, you know, it's uh, at Bad Dinner Guest or you know at, at my boy Kev. At you know you guys Kev. are gonna never tag me in anything ever again. And with that in mind, peace
1: everybody. Good night. We'll we'll talk to good you again soon. Everybody.